<laughs> so, and it is nice to be wanted. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is always nice to be wanted. And you yeah, have, even though is. you're you're getting through the short timers <clears throat> part of it, you, you have that end goal. You see the end, the finish line's there. And, yeah, I I have a lot less patience though. I, I, you know, I just cut straight to the thing going, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> or you should do it this way <laughs> instead of trying to, you know, get them to come around to that. I'm just straightforward now. <laughs> it's like, hey, look at that. As soon as we go live, Anita is always there. <laughs> yes, she is. We still got to get her on the show. Anita, I know you're listening. Get a hold of me so we can figure out time to get you on the show too. All right. Well, speaking of, welcome everybody to another episode of Spilling Ink. We're the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And this face down there, you should know, he's been on the yes. show before. It has been a while, but he yes. is very important. <clears throat> and we are excited to have him back to talk about all the new things the Story Origin is doing. So welcome, Evan. Thanks for having me on. I am I'm glad to be back. I think it has been several years at this point. Uh, and it is... Uh, it's I enjoyed the last time I was on and I'm looking forward to being roasted. No, roast, we don't right? do roasting. I thought we were doing roasting. Oh, dang it. <laughs> we did have a guest one time that roasted all of us. It, it was kind of fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> normally, normally it's like a bunch of people roasting one person, not one person roasting like several other people that... <laughs> That that just seems like I mean it's just not a fair fight. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> my background space looks like a child's bedroom, so <laughs> that was what just I took a little away bit. From it. <laughs> and I that night I had the granny shirt on. <laughs> I don't know what a I don't know what the, I, I, the I didn't granny know it shirt either. <laughs> you have you have a shirt that is the granny shirt though, which is I love that. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I do. I have something that screams Grammy. <laughs> and I have a grandmother, so I Is didn't it, really get offended. <laughs> I mean, the it would have to be like, uh, like basically, I just imagine like a floral wallpaper, but like on a shirt. That's what I would yeah, have no. to assume it, is. it was Okay. But yes. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't I did look like Mrs. Roper. <laughs> So, um, well, on that note, no, we are not roasting, <laughs> but we are gonna like pick your brain on all the fun details of stuff that's going on with Story Origin. Um, but before we get into that, for anybody who doesn't know what Story Origin is, for anybody finding our show for the first time or just hearing Story Origin for the first time, give us a little quick overview of what Story Origin does. Yeah, sure. So Story Origin is a marketing platform for authors to help you find reviewers, build your mailing list, increase sales, manage deadlines, and most recently, sell your book directly to readers. Don't forget beta readers <laughs> and beta yeah. readers. I mean, the list could go. The list could go on. I I kind of I kind of like condensed lump the the manage deadlines is like the goal trackers feature and the beta copies feature. That kind of stuff, yeah. Newsletters, yes. yeah. marketing help. Most... I mean, we could just keep listing <laughs> stuff. Exactly. <laughs> what is the most used tool on your platform? Um, I mean, I would say most people, when they hear about Story Origin, 
they come to it for the uh, reader magnets feature in building their mailing list because that is just generally when you are like in Facebook in a bunch of Facebook groups with authors and stuff like that, like mailing list building is always a topic of conversation. Um, authors don't talk a ton about like how they manage their beta copies and managing feedback from beta readers. Um, even though that's like one of the features that when I hear from authors, they're like, I love that feature. I did not realize this is what I needed. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I would say it's more like the cross promotion reader magnets, universal book links. Those are uh, like the newsletter swaps, group promos and stuff. Those are generally the more frequently used ones. Um, and, and because authors are always like, how do I build my mailing list and how do I increase sales? Right. Yes. Yeah. There's that step one that everyone's told in marketing what you need to do is you got to build yeah. a newsletter. You got to get the stuff out there. And then you're like, well, what do I do? But beyond that, like the, the author tools, you know, being able to, you know, track the word counts, being able to get the beta reader, uh, get the, uh, the chapters out to be beta read so you can get feedback so you can fix those chapters. The, the stuff, you know, the daily nitty gritty stuff as an author that you need, those are some tools that Story Origin helps with and god is it helpful when yes. you can actually get good feedback on your stories before they get published yes <laughs> yes. That a lot finding good beta readers is so hard and it's not that it's not that we we send our stuff out and somebody's oh that's great that that's not helpful it is helpful to know when we have hit a target but when we haven't maybe hit a target quite right to know why the, the really yeah. good feedback is is so crucial to fixing it before it gets out there and gets a bad review. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like you said, it's really hard to get feedback from readers, especially readers that have not beta read before, but they might know the genre really, really well. And so when you hand them a manuscript, here's my word doc, and they just read through the whole thing and they're like, that was great. I loved it. And you're like, what and yeah. <laughs> and like I, I need missed? more than that right <laughs> yeah so that is that's like why so i like story origin um there's other like services and stuff that you can manage beta copies on and but i think you know story origin is the only place where readers actually have to leave feedback on a chapter in order to access and read the next chapter so it just puts up like hey you gotta <laughs> you gotta actually leave feedback throughout the throughout the book so i know where you know what am i doing right what am i doing wrong uh, and then you can provide guidance to those readers too like are there any scenes in here that were bo are boring or like what do you think about this like interaction and things like that to give guidance to those readers that maybe aren't you know haven't beta read before yeah, and as Anita's saying on the author side of it, being able to go through that feedback is so useful too, you know, making sure it is categorized by the chapter so you're not searching for, you know, something that they're saying at the end of the book because they've read the whole manuscript and you're like, but I need to find it. Which chapter was it yeah. in? Where did I make this mistake? Where did I need to make this correction? Where did this character go off the rails? You know, going chapter by chapter, you can pinpoint easier and you can get that mm -hmm. fix in quicker. Yeah, yeah. And in, in for it, so uh, so anyone that's not familiar with the beta copies feature too is um, the way it works is 
all of the readers get their own copy of the beta of, of they don't see anyone else's feedback on the manuscript. Um, but you as the author see all of their feedback in one place for you, which is much nicer than having like five separate word documents be sent back to you and then like trying to compile, trying to compile all, that. all of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, and from a beta, because I've beta read as well from a beta reader, this is my preferred method of beta reading because it's very easy to go through. Um, and and I, I just prefer it that way. I'd rather, if I'm going to beta read for somebody, I'd rather do it through story origin than the manuscript. Because right. the manuscript, I go into editing mode. Right. <laughs> which, which I don't think they really want me to edit their, their work. They want feedback on, you know, things like that. But if it's, if I've got the Word document in front of me, I can't not. <laughs> yeah 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 you just end up fixing all the typos and being like here it is okay but what about the plot right exactly <laughs> you know yeah did you lose sight of that and yeah i have mentioned a couple you know typos uh, in in the beta thing but um i like the fact that i could just leave leave that end of chapter feedback yep, yeah yep yep you hit the yeah. mark or you missed it this is why i think you missed it so yeah. as as a beta reader itself that that's helpful yeah especially with the question the leading questions that the um author gets to ask yeah so yeah way back in the day that was actually how i, I dealt with my beta readers was i would have specific lists of questions and i would yeah. only send <clears throat> chunks of the manuscript out because i needed that that more just pinpointed feedback and mm -hmm. sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't but that style was exactly how I like to do it. So the, the fact that story origin has that, it's like, Oh, perfect. You yeah. don't have to set anything else up. You can just go through there and all of your stuff is already there, which makes it so much easier to have that interconnectivity too. Yeah. And you don't have to manually be okay. You read the first five chapters and you completed my Google form. Now I'm going to email you the next chunk. And the next time someone else in your beta, you know, beta reader group is reads the thing, then you have to email them their next chunk and remembering all that stuff and keeping up with it all can be, uh, it can be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So props to you for, for managing such a refined beta reader process. Um, because I, I know like the story origin process is designed off of authors who did it like that. And then being like, this is a, this is the, a good process. It just is really, really clunky from the author perspective Yeah. Yeah. and the reader perspective too. Yeah. Cause they only yeah. get pieces and they can't, you know, they might finish they have it. to wait on your and, email to get yeah yeah exactly yeah, lining the processes <laughs> and and this is why we've loved story origin for so long is is you've found things that we need as authors that are going to help us on the writing side and the business side and you've made them accessible and you keep expanding now last week we talked about was it last week or the week before i think it was week before last week we talked no, about no, the week before <laughs> like, time, yeah, was time doesn't week. exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> we talked about direct sales yes. and that story origin has the beta going now. I, I want to like dive deeper into that because I'm so interested in this. This is something I know we've talked about plenty of times. How do we bypass the big stores and actually get our stuff into readers hands in a cost effective way? That's actually better on the royalties end for us and better on the sales end for our customers. Yeah. So the the direct sales feature is now publicly available, actually. Oh, so cool. anyone can access it on their store origin dashboard. 
Um, yeah, so I, you know, direct sales is something I've thought about for years and years and years. Um, but I never felt like there would be a, a good way to do it necessarily until um, I found this cool service called Lemon Squeezy. Um, they act as the merchant of record and uh, like easy peasy lemon squeezy. They act as the merchant of record, which is really great for authors because they handle collecting and remitting sales tax and VAT tax. So you as the author don't have to register, you know, I live in Texas. If I sell anything in Texas, I have to register for, you know, register to collect and remit sales tax. Um, if I use a normal pay, you know, if I use a normal payment processor like Stripe or something, they're not acting as the merchant of record. Um, but Lemon Squeezy does act as the merchant of record. So they are responsible for collecting, remitting that sales tax. They'll add it onto the transaction and stuff. And, and they're registered in all the states and countries and all that. Um, so it is, it is, uh, I just, when I found that service, I was like, this is, this is, this is going to be monumental for authors because if I can have a payment provider that will act as the merchant of record, then story origin can also build on top of that to build all the file delivery and taking care of the reader tech portion. Yeah. You yeah. Provide that one stop shop where they've already got all of their information inputted into story origin. They've built up their book. They built up their, you know, their readers, they built up their mailing list through there. And now you can extend it into direct sales. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's, you know, one less thing that you have to think of, but one more thing that's going to help you as an author, get your stuff out there in a new way. Yeah. And the major trend over the past several months, because direct sales has become, come a lot more pop popular in recent months and what you know all of the all of the authors that are uh doing well with direct sales are pushing is building shopify stores mm -hmm. um which is expensive yeah. uh mm -hmm. <laughs> it is quite expensive I at it. <laughs> yes um and and you don't just need to pay for shopify itself Shopify is not built for authors. Shopify is not really built for anyone. It's very agnostic in terms of what it does. It's, you know, it is a platform for e-commerce. Mm -hmm. um, and so to make it work well for authors, you need to have all these additional plugins and services that you integrate with it to make it work well for an author like bookstore. Um, Story Origin, you don't need any plugins, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't need to install any plugins to make it work for you well for you as an author because story origin is for authors so everything's designed uh, designed around authors from the get-go so uh yeah like one of the major things you know you're, you're going to be paying for for shopify itself but then one of the other major things that you'd probably want to do if you if you are uh taking direct sales seriously is you want to upsell readers on purchasing like the full series because that's where you really make the money when you sell an ebook direct uh and this is going to be true regardless of which uh payment provider like which like payment platform or payment processor you use there's always going to be like a 30 cent transaction fee 
And then the percentage fees on top of that do vary by provider. Um, but there's always going to be like at minimum a 30 cent transaction fee. So if you're selling a 99 cent ebook, like you're not really getting a better royalty rate on selling a 99 cent ebook than you are if you just like publish direct to Kindle and RNKU and all that stuff, right? Um, so the way that you really make much more money in direct sales is by selling like a 25 or like a 20 or $25 collection of your series as a single uh, book and you upsell readers on, hey, you can buy this single book for 99 cents or 2.99 or whatever, but you can save $20 or however much by buying the entire series in one go versus buying each book individually. And so you would need plugins to do that kind of a thing on pretty much any other platform. Uh, but on Story Origin, that's just baked in. It's just like you just hit a drop down and say, like, here's here's the other book. Here's the other here's thing the that upsell, I want to upsell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's one in the series, but here's the full series. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. And I do like that feature. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jane, you have done this. You've set up your store and everything. Yes. Give us your take on the ease of use, uh, how quickly you were able to get yourself going. Well, considering I have 82 books. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're the wrong example. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, outside of my own neuros neurosis of <laughs> the books were, you know, perfect, <laughs> as perfect as they could be um, since I got pro writing aid. So I'm <laughs> like massively redoing stuff. Um, the ease of putting it up on Lemon Squeezy and Story Origin was really quick. It's like putting up a review copy, you know, but with a little bit more data, you know, to, to link it to Lemon Squeezy and to link it to the upsell. It was really easy. It's just I have so much. <laughs> I just have so much. <laughs> but, you know, now all my, all my single books are connected to the series as an upsell. So, you know, instead of Re, you know, the the user trying to <laughs> go through all six books or or whatever, however many books I have in the series, they can actually get the whole series. Um, and I I did a couple tests. <laughs> I did you know directly with Lemon Squeezy to get the digital um, book myself, so that that worked out beautifully. And then um, I did it through the the webhook or the website, and and that that was very easy. The one thing I will say that I'm not sure if others have said is maybe at some point a shopping cart like functionality. Yeah, yeah. that's the only that's the only catch twenty two that that mm -hmm. I've heard. Um, you know, but yeah, I mentioned right. that last week too that that. Yeah. If somebody is looking for books in this series and books in that series that are all your books, that's right. where Shopping Cart would probably come in handy. Um, mm -hmm. But for individual and authors, if they don't have that many books, it's not as as important of a feature. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're upselling to to a single series, then you know that's you want them to go to the series. But right. you know, for for somebody with such a broad number of series, having a shopping cart would be kind of a nice thing instead of having them going in and out. But yeah, 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 for sure. I agree. 
Um, so, so yeah, for those that are not necessarily following along on <clears throat> when you set up a, a, like a direct sales page on store origin and set up your website with storage and have those direct sale ebook pages up there, a reader would have to buy each of those products separately. Um, and the reason even on is, lemon squeezy. Yes. Even on, yes. So even it's, on lemon either place. Yeah. And the reason, yeah, <laughs> the reason you can't do it on store origin is because lemon squeezy's API doesn't support multiple products in a single checkout session. Um, so I've given lemon squeezy that same feedback too, of mm -hmm. like, Hey, I want to be able to build shopping carts for authors websites too, so that, you know, readers can buy multiple books in a single purchase instead of having to purchase, you know, each on a, a separate individual page. Um, so they've said that I, you know, I think that they'll have it done by the end of 2024 oh, um, awesome. of being able to have a shopping cart. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you know, I would have <laughs> to also build that into a story origin with the like, uh, with the website builder feature too. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did mention it to them too, because they reached out when I opened the account and asked if there was any feedback. And that was one of the feedbacks I gave them too. So, <laughs> so it's consistent. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they've heard it from many, many people. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. 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 I think things, it takes time. Trial and error yes. is, is the best way to figure out, you know, what is going to be helpful, what's not going to be helpful, what works, you know. That's needed. Nobody yeah. has the magic crystal ball to know everything right at the, you know, the get go. Right. And it's always good to release something and then just continue to iterate it, iterate on it rather than, you know, spend years, you know, in a cave working on a thing. And then like, you know, had you know, story origin does so much now right and if i had if i released story origin today after you know working on it for six years building all these ad, you know features into it, it would be it wouldn't be nearly uh quite so polished either too you know uh it probably wouldn't you know work quite as uh smoothly just because I take feedback from authors and go, oh, okay, this is a little thing here that I could make this like UI or user experience like a little bit smoother. Um, yeah. So and speaking of, of working for years in a cave, you you have been a one man operation this whole time. That's what you said before the show started. And that's an amazing thing just by itself yes. and created so much as a one person operation. How have you been able to do that? And do you sleep? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think a lot of people think that i'm like maybe some robot or something uh i am a human person this is not just like a human suit on a robot body um i uh yeah i managed to sleep and it you know it actually one of the things that is great about being a sort of a a one-man show is i am the i am the customer customer support, but I'm also the engineering department. So if I get a yeah. bunch of emails from authors saying, hey, how do I do this or how do I do that? And I can put my engineering hat on and go, I'm going to go change the website and make this easier so people stop emailing me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like able to, I'm able to very quickly like cut down on the amount of like customer support questions I get because I can also just 
fix things and make them easier to use. Um, that's not to say that I don't want to get emails from people. I do want to get emails from people because that is how I make things better. Uh, so getting feedback from authors is, is a really valuable part of, you know, it's really valuable to me in story origin stuff. Um, so yeah, that is, that is, <laughs> that is how I do things. Oh, acting is the customer support. That is the hardest job I think ever. And you do it well. Hats off to you. I've worked in customer yes. support before and, and some of the abuse you take. <laughs> I don't person. really get much abuse. And oh, I, think, lucky you. I think it's because, I think it's because people, when they email me, they're emailing Evan at Story Origin. They're not emailing support at, you know microsoft right? right it's like just this black box that you're just gonna hurl insults at um <laughs> i'm like i'm like a human and when you email me it's like i'm replying i'm not replying to like a black box i'm replying to evan and telling him that he's awful and he's an awful person <laughs> so, so i just i i really don't get that much i don't really get any like particularly negative emails from people oh, I, I generally speaking like <laughs> everyone that uses a uh, story origin is, is is pretty nice to me oh, and good. i feel very lucky <laughs> that's, that's very good, good. <laughs> yeah like said, having worked in customer support i've seen the dark side of it but you're right if, if you're emailing imagine. just an anonymous you know email address sometimes that, that anonymity breeds the troll in all of us absolutely Whereas if you're yeah. emailing somebody directly a real person you're a little it's bit more the psychology of it. It's the psychology <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, I have my own newsletter for authors that use story mm -hmm. origin and stuff. And it's like people see those pictures of like me, you know, out walking my dog or whatever, or me, you know, uh, making pies or something like that. Um, and so. Yeah, it's not just, it's also not just like Evan at Story Wars. It's like, I know that dude's face too. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, that's yeah. important. And you're For right, sure. Jane, the psychology behind it. We're, we're yeah, going to be nicer like, when we're not in that anonymous state. So, so going back six years, what made you actually put this together? Yeah, so I used to write short stories back in high school okay. and then got interested in tech and entrepreneurship back in college. And then I went and worked for a few years and decided, OK, you know, now's the time I'm going to try to try to make the leap. So I, I um, uh, left that role and I wanted to get back into writing and then build tools for writers at the same time. And I had an idea of like, you know, I want to build this platform that does this. It's sort of like a writing community kind of thing. And, and authors that I talked to were like, that's cool. How's it going to make me money? And I went, <laughs> that makes sense. What do you use to help you make money? <laughs> and, they, and they said, I use this service for building my mailing list. I use this service for finding reviewers. I use this service to create universal book links. I arranged newsletter swaps through Facebook groups and like Google Forms and I'm doing all this crazy stuff on my website and I'm like oh okay I see the problem here like you have so like many different things five <laughs> services you have eight spreadsheets you're constantly context switching between what am I doing right now and where is the thing that I need to go to do that thing and it doesn't help that like 
all the services are named very something very similar to one another. This <laughs> book that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why story origin is story origin. There's not many people that started with story in, in the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's uh, you know that just the then the building the tools for writers just you know took over a hundred percent of my time so I never really got back into writing the way that oh. I wanted to um but I really enjoy what I do so it's not something that I feel that I'm missing out on because I just really love programming so okay. mm -hmm. <laughs> and is this your full-time job or are you able to translate it into this is the work that you get to do um, yeah it, it facilitates mm -hmm. your life as well as you know feeds into that that dream of creating something that's going to work for everybody yes i am i am very very fortunate yeah um uh, i've worked full-time on story origin for yeah almost six years um let's see i so i left my previous role in july 2017 um and so yeah it'll be seven years in july wow wow um Awesome. that I will have been doing story origin full time, which is kind of crazy to me because I only worked full time like for four years before starting story origin. So I've been doing, you know, <laughs> running my business, you know, for longer than I ever had a, you know, was employed by someone else. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about sometimes That's for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome though. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> to be able to find that success so, so early in your career. Hell yeah. 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 I mean, granted, <laughs> granted story origin was free for three years and I did not make a single dime for the first three years that I was running story origin, but, uh, but it is, it, 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 it all worked out. So I'm, I'm very lucky and very happy for sure. So during the, those first three years, like you were building a lot of community during that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, know, you were, were building the platform. You were dealing with the community, getting feedback, um, getting a lot of word of mouth. I mean, that that's yeah. a, a wonderfully organic way to, to build things. Yeah. And for sure. the community from at least from everybody I know that's used story origin has pretty much stuck with it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've mentioned there are other platforms out there, but if you've been with story origin, you, you don't want to trade off to another platform. Story origin keeps growing, keeps doing exactly what you want. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And with the, I mean, and with, you know, the website offering that you have and the direct sales, that's a game changer. In, For sure. Oh, you know, in, in the questionable of, you know, yes, I like it, but you know, this, you know, it, it yeah. Should I build my Shopify store and integrate with some other service and then do something else yeah. and have all, yeah. So have yeah, all I the, mean, you know, have all these different avenues that I have to update all the time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And the exactly. more steps you have to do, like the harder it becomes, the more overwhelming. We've talked about marketing's yeah. full-time job. Yes. And you can't do the writing part if you're stuck doing everything else. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you, you need that that singular point of just get this done. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, like let me let you know, let story origin help you do this thing to get out of your way so that you can get back to writing instead of, you know, fiddling with trying to build a website or something like that, right? And yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and cost comparison wise too, story origin has always been affordable. Yeah. There yeah. are multiple platforms out there and they all have different tiers of service and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But even when story, or story origin went to a paid model, it was still on the more affordable end of the spectrum. 
Yeah, so you're still absolutely. providing all of this at a cost savings for authors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Story Origin, for those who aren't aware, it's $10 a month or $100 per year. That gets you all of the features on Story Origin. Um, and um, since we're talking about pricing and direct sales and stuff too, I think it's also worth mentioning on the payment processing side. So Story Origin integrates with Lemon Squeezy, as I've mentioned. Their pricing model is usually um, a 50 cent transaction fee plus a 5% uh, transaction fee. Uh, so I negotiated a deal with them for Story Origin authors that integrate their Lemon Squeezy accounts with Story Origin. They've reduced the uh, transaction fee to 30 cents plus 5%. So this is literally the cheapest way to sell direct and have someone else act as merchant of record. Um, because if you look at any other platform, like I would say the most po popular platform for selling direct um, for authors, I would say has been PayHip for a long time. Um, and PayHip's great because it's free. And their pricing model is it is 30 cents uh, plus essentially 8%. So um, with Lemon Squeezy, it is 30 cents plus 5%. So you're getting a you're 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 getting an additional 3% using Lemon Squeezy with Story Origin. Um, and you know, if you're using story origin, you're also getting it with the website builder. So you can have it on your own custom domain versus when you're mm -hmm. using something like PayHip, you, it's going to be on their domain. It's on it's. And so that's, that's a, one of the other reasons that a lot of authors has, have moved away from PayHip as well as like, you can't have it on your own custom domain as, as far as I'm aware, I don't know if they have they might have a, a pricing tier or something like that where you can have it on a custom domain. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at them in a long time. Um, but um, this is, yeah, this is a way to do all that, that, uh, you know, it's, it's just from like a transaction processing fee perspective, the, the cheapest like route, unless you want to handle sales tax and VAT and all that stuff yeah. yourself, which is a huge, which a lot of people are like, no, no, I don't want to do that. And then no. you know, it's like, well, <laughs> You don't yeah, have to. Think about no, it. We're, yeah. we're words people, not numbers people. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Math I mean, I have to do knowledge. that. You know, I I do that stuff for story origin. Um because yeah. yeah, I mean I, I have to, you know, register register for sales tax and VAT and stuff for selling story origin. Uh, it's no, it's not fun. And um it's also one of those things where it's like this is not, you know. <laughs> this is this is a relatively time consuming thing to get your head around what you need to do and get all set up in place. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, even if you choose in, in selling direct, a lot of authors, they have to figure out whether or not it's going to work for them, too, because it's not a simple thing to do mm -hmm. um, necessarily. I mean, storage has significantly simplified it, but to really make money with direct sales, there's a lot of like, you know, like Facebook advertising is really good when you're doing direct sales, but you have to be doing it in the right way, which is like 
I was saying earlier, you sell, you, you advertise that individual book at like, you know, 199 or 299 or whatever, but then you're upselling that customer on buying a 20 or $25 uh, product to buy the entire series. And that's how you can make the Facebook advertising financially viable because uh, it's really hard to make Facebook ads work when you're selling a $2 or $3 product just on the like customer acquisition costs. And then you're talking about like the payment processing transaction fees you have to subtract out. And then, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's difficult to make it work when you're selling a two or $3 product. Um, it's much easier to make it work when you're selling like a $25 product. Um, and, and that can allow you to grow a lot more quickly. Um, but yeah, so these are the things that like, I think a lot of authors who are currently setting up, you know, Shopify stores in their they're they're they've already are planning on spending a hundred plus dollars per month between Shopify and all of the plugins and services they have to add on top of that um to to sell through Shopify. They I think in 12 months, 95% of authors that build a Shopify store will be shutting it down because they're gonna be like, um, this is very expensive and I don't have the time to throw a ton of Facebook ads at this and all of the money to throw Facebook ads at this, like I, sh you know, like I should be doing to run this like operation correctly and all that stuff, you know, following like best practices and all of those things. And so, yeah, I mean, story origin by being 10 bucks a month means that like, if you're not like super highly optimizing every individual piece of it, it's like, it's still extremely affordable and then mm -hmm. also on top of that you still get all the other stuff too which right. is you know so yeah. yeah and that's a big consideration that uh, a lot of authors they they get the, the big wide eyes oh i can do this i can connect this i can sell and i can do all the direct and on paper I yes looked, yeah it sounds yeah, good i looked into the costs and i'm like and the reality and, is yeah the and i've had expensive. the advertising has to be done that's an additional yep. cost and I've had my domain where it is since what 2010 or two, 2000 before that. So I've had my own domain, and they're like, "Oh, we won't work with that. We want you to go here." And I'm like, "You know, it, it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm kind of a a long term customer when I really like something." <laughs> It doesn't help that the, uh, you know, TikTok and a lot of the short form media likes to play up drop shipping as such an easy mm. thing to set up and it doesn't take anything to do when the reality is there is a lot that goes into it to do it effectively. Mm. And yeah. the costs are there. And while, yes, it can be done right, it can be done lucratively. There's a lot more time and a lot more know-how invested into it than what these quick 15 minute, you know, marketing guru you know, hacks are telling you. And yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff is also like they talk about big revenue numbers, but they also don't talk about the cost side of things too, yeah. right? It's like, yes. it's like, I don't know if, if you, it, drop shipping is a very interesting space. Um, but yeah, like I think a lot of those people, uh, my general understanding of it is like they're costs are essentially almost equal to their revenue and they live off of the like three percent cash back they get on their credit card because they're just yeah. like doing such massive volume and revenue 
but then they're spending all that revenue on acquiring the product. And so they're literally living on the like two, like the 2% or whatever cash back they get on the credit cards for buying. It's very oh. interesting. Um, not really relevant to our conversation, but. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that, that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm like no expert in this, this domain. You know, I, I build storage and I'm very focused on that. Um, but like occasionally I'll see something that's uh, just in that realm. Yeah, I've seen so many marketing hacks and Shopify hacks fly across TikTok and stuff. And it's like, oh, they make it sound so easy. But what is the reality behind that? And and to connect it back to what we're talking about, you know, there are dropship connections that you can apply to Shopify to do the books direct to your your you know your readers. And that means print books too. And like I have a client mm -hmm. that's doing that right now and I want to follow her numbers to see how it's working out for her because I like to know what the cost benefit is before I ever dive into anything. So I'm kind of right. sitting on the sidelines because I've scaled back so much in the last few years. I don't have anything. So now I'm going to back into the, you know, the deep end. What should I sign up for? What's going to be cost effective? What's going to actually help? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so far, it hasn't been panning out the way that I think she hoped. I'm not saying it's not going to, but it's a lot more work than was initially presented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I like the ebook direct sales. the 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 print side scares me because I don't want to be, you know, somebody mailing out stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to have stock. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the reality you know, is work. Lots and lots yeah, of work. Lots yes, of Anita. <laughs> oh too much work and that takes away from writing yes <laughs> yes you know it's funny because quite a few years ago i had asked my husband about getting um photoshop and he's like how much does cover art cost don't go there <laughs> <laughs> and and is it more worthwhile for you to you know learn that and do that or is it more worthwhile for you to write and i'm like well I, I probably will never get to the the stage that my cover artists are at because i don't have really that much of a i have a good eye but i can't execute what i want to see the <laughs> so, learning curve behind it yeah it's pretty big yes and he's like he's like then then just just write and i'm like okay so yeah <laughs> infinity came along and it was only 50 dollars, not a subscription and then you can play with photoshop clone basically i have a little bit but but again it's time it is to yeah. learn is time. Yeah. versus time writing so it's like where's my time better and it's sir? not even it's not even the time to i mean you could you could spend two months like mm -hmm. getting good at digital art and still the work that you produce is just not going to be to the quality that it needs to be in right. order to, you know, effectively market your books because yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be harder to compete against someone who's been doing it for 10 years full time, yes. you know, yeah. yes. and they're just, you know, experts at it. Exactly. <laughs> it depends yeah. also a lot on genre and stuff too. Cause I mean, yes. book covers are very different by genre. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the big thing we've talked about too on cover art is 
you know, you've got to have a cover artist that knows your genre. Like it, it yeah. does you no good to spend money on a cover that is not going to hit the marketing trends because the market knows what it wants. And if you try and buck the trend, you often spend money for nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. While perfecting our writing art doesn't compare to someone spending the same time perfecting their cover art. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not to say you can't have a hobby on the side and want to play around with digital art just because you like playing with digital art and occasionally make some marketing stuff. Sure. But, yeah. you know, if you're looking for something that's as important as, say, a cover, it's usually better to go with the professional who knows what they're doing. And I think that this is just like another area too where you have to understand like what is your goal with your writing are you writing because you enjoy writing or are you writing to make a living from it what is like because if you're writing just as a hobby and like you just want to have something that is yours and you want to make your own book cover and you're never really planning to ever try to make money from it then great. Like that is very cool. And I would not say don't pursue that. Like do pursue that if like your goal is to make something that is like wholly you or something. Um, but if your goal is to, you want to be able to write full time, then you really have to focus on, okay, the writing and the marketing are where I best spend my time. Um, because everything else is generally like a distraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Best way to put it. <laughs> exactly. What I is mean, your goal? Where's your focus? You know, you, you've got to put your focus on the important bits if you're going to get to your goal. Yeah. Yes. And, and having a marketing tool like Story Origin helps save time. Yeah. You know, it's which not is even just key. marketing though. Yes. It's, it's organization yes, <laughs> it's yes. Collecting your information together it's getting feedback i mean there's yep. so many different aspects of it that, like, <laughs> it, it's that swiss army knife of author tools yeah 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 i yes. mean that was you know going back to like why i started story origin that was my goal right right like the uh <laughs> <laughs> I missed the I missed the first part of that comic or the oh, comment. Oh, that's that's the I, I like, like playing, playing with digital, digital art. <laughs> Photoshopping Katie into weird situations now. Hilarious. Yep. I love it. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah, she does post those. Those are hilarious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I still think my favorite one is the one where she gave me her boobs. <laughs> That was my favorite okay. one. <laughs> and now I have that as a portrait hanging over my fireplace. <laughs> Unique one of a kind art. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> oh, there we go. We I have no idea what we're that. talking about. It's <laughs> been so long since we've had a complete derailment. We've been so yes. good lately. <laughs> Well, leave it to Rebecca to do that to us. Back, back on track. Swiss Army knife of author tools. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm all for the derailments. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, it just goes back to like, 
I started Story Origin because I wanted it to be a one-stop shop for everything you do as an author. And so that's also why like I didn't I didn't charge, you know, that's why Story Origin was free for the first three years, is because I always thought of Story Origin sort of, you know, unique value proposition, uh, being that it was a one-stop shop. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to just build a thing that did, you know, the same you know, that did one thing, uh, which you could go to, you know, two or three other places to do that one thing. It didn't seem to me, you know, you know, why would someone sign up to storage in that case? So it wasn't until I built, you know, I built the reader magnets feature first, then the group promos, then the universal book links, then the newsletter swaps, then the group pro or then like, um, then the review copies feature. And it wasn't, and, and it was when I had all of that stuff in place that I was like, okay, now's the time where it's like, I feel like I meet the unique value proposition of story origin being this one place to build your mailing list, like find reviewers, you know, increase sales, do, do all the cross promotion stuff, um, which you, you know, you can't, you can't do all that place. You couldn't do all that stuff in one place. And I like the writing tracker. Yeah, yes. you kept it very affordable. <laughs> and I, you yeah. know, the writing tracker thing I, I use all the time and it usually keeps me on task. <laughs> and it's the gold trackers feature yes, is a quite tracker. funny one because um a lot I I I hear um somewhat regularly from authors. So when I released the gold trackers feature, I think most authors' reaction was what are you doing, Evan, and why? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, because to that point, pretty much all of Story Origins features were about marketing, like building a mm-hmm. mailing list, finding reviewers, doing cross promotions. Um, and then I released the, the Goal Trackers feature to track your daily word count. And, um, you know, I it was like, for me, to me, is like, here's another spreadsheet that you currently maintain as an author, which, you know, I can help you kill this spreadsheet and not have a bunch of, you know, just have, you know, having all these different spreadsheets that you have stuff uh, tracked in. Um, And so I've heard from uh, authors uh, over time, just like I saw the goal trackers feature on storage and I had never tracked my word counts before. uh, And then I just saw it as a feature on storage and decided to try it out. And it substantially increased my productivity because just having that little, uh, you know, here's how many words you need to write every single day. And if I miss a day and then my and then the number of words that I need to write goes up up. because I uh, my deadline hasn't changed. I just didn't write any words yesterday and I still need to finish my, you know, X thousands Mm. words to hit that deadline. And so they're like, it's made me substantially more productive because I'm like, oh, it's like, (laughs) I got to keep my (laughs) daily target down. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's helpful. It is. Yes. It's the task you need sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How easy is it to be like, oh, I'll I'll write tomorrow. I'll write the next day. And then, oh, shit and go oh now i have to write two thousand yeah. words a day to hit that goal <laughs> it's like i'm not sleeping this weekend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as a ghostwriter i have done that i don't know how many times <laughs> <laughs> shit deadlines on yeah. monday better get on that <laughs> yeah yes. for sure yes i it's 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 also wild to me just how how much that feature is used and it's another one of those ones like the beta copies feature 
authors mm-hmm. don't talk about tracking word count or getting fade feedback from beta readers like in Facebook groups and stuff like that. But then like me personally, like I know authors because they'll reach out to me and be like, Evan, this goal trackers feature, like, thank you. Or like this big beta copies feature, like this is huge to me. Um, so, so people don't ever talk about it, but like it's under, you know, sort of under the radar. Uh, one of the features that a lot of authors uh, that use those features love. And uh, yeah, so it's just kind of interesting. So yeah. any new tools on the horizon that you're thinking of? Or is that spoilers? Um, I generally don't. Uh, so <laughs> pretty much any, <laughs> literally anything that you can think of is like on my to-do list. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, my to-do list, you know, I would say is about two years long. And um, <laughs> I would say like two years ago, I'd say my to-do list was probably about two years long and I'd say mm-hmm. I think in about two years my to-do list will probably be about yep. two years long um <laughs> Makes sense. so there's yeah I mean <laughs> authors just have a lot of problems let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> and I love programming so this is a match made in heaven um because yes. uh, I just like solving problems um and so yeah there's you know there's definitely a ton of stuff that I still want to build uh, and add to Story Origin, which I think will make it, you know, just that much easier for authors to manage, you know, even more things in one place or do things that they never thought they would have time for. And like, oh, well, if I can just do this on Story Origin because it takes me three minutes to, you know, add this page, like, sure, I can do that. That's really simple. Or like, I'm already mm-hmm. using this other feature. Like, you know, I had to to do that for this feature so doing it for this other new feature that i want to try or am considering it's like it's it's an easy decision right because it takes no time to set up um so yeah there's there's definitely a lot that is on the to-do list for sure (laughs) i have no specific um priorities right now in terms of like exactly which feature is going to be the next big one um just because i i just released this direct sales feature and um, I want to spend a lot, uh, I want to spend a decent amount of time right now, actually, just like on the educational side of things of like helping authors getting started uh, with doing all this stuff and doing it in a manner that, you know, is sort of best practices. What's the most, I mean, what's, what's one of the things, yeah, I know. What's one of the things most authors are vying for? I'll just put it that, that that way. What what's the highest requested item that you don't have? Um, I wouldn't, you know, I would I would have said that was direct sales. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then I release the feature, and then um, the the immediate responses back that I got from most authors that were in the vein of, you know, okay, is this next? Um, were like. Uh, can I sell audiobooks direct and can I sell paperbacks direct? Because currently this feature is only for direct sale ebooks. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, those things are on the to-do list for sure. Um, 
and those were like the and this is also sort of recency bias right like <laughs> i've also mm -hmm. just because i just released that direct sales feature yeah i've been getting a lot of feature requests like in like, that how same about this too. how about that yeah right yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly so so there's a recency bias in terms of is it the most requested feature ever it's like well it's it's also just something that's like top of mind because it's happened like, like now yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the direct sales thing the reason it's it's so big is authors have been screwed over by the yeah. big box stores. Um, you know, some of them have enough power to shut your account down if they don't like, you know, the way you've sold something or if God forbid somebody has taken your book and posted it up somewhere online. And let's say you're in their, their unlimited program. Well, now you yeah. violated their terms by somebody else doing something in your account gets shut down. Now you can't sell books. So yeah. having yeah, a direct sale, having more control, which again is what indie publishing was all about was, having control um being able to control the distribution puts you in the driver's seat it allows you to control the pricing which works on the author end and the customer end because if you can set fair pricing and still yeah. get a little royalty off of it you can continue to create without being strangled by the big box stores taking whatever percentages they want and forcing controls audiobooks are big on that the, the whole yeah. audible gate thing, which never really got resolved, you know, authors have zero control over the price of their book and how much they get from the sale of their book. And if they don't go with audible, they have so many more percentage points taken off of each sale because the other outlets don't give them the ability to have the widest distribution. So it's, right. it's that's the reason that this direct sales is, is you know, being called for so much is we yeah. want that control not just because we want to rake in all the money, but we want to be able to get to our readers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Story Origin is all about helping authors empower authors to have those direct connections with readers, right? That's why, um, you know, Story Origin helps you build your mailing list. Um, a lot of, you know, like, for example, when you put up you know, review copies on storage and, and stuff like that, that you can choose to publicly list those review copies on storage and readers might stumble upon your review copy, like in the review copy directory on storage. But I always tell authors, if you don't have a mailing list, start with that first before building, trying to get reviews on your books, build your mailing list first, because those people, that's, an audience that you can have direct contact with and they're going to be much better reviewers for you too than just someone who happens across your book because the people that are on your mailing list are there generally like usually because they picked up one of your reader magnets or something like that and so mm -hmm. they're familiar with your work at least um and so they're just going to be better reviewers because they're familiar with your work too and so i always tell authors like start you know I always encourage authors build a direct point of contact with your customers. And it's also why building mailing list is better than, uh, you know, social media or, uh, you know, building like a, you know, a Facebook page or whatever, right? Because, or Twitter or something like that, because a lot of times, I mean, those accounts can be suspended or terminated without much, you know, <clears throat> care or reason. Um, and it's also just like a huge time sink too. Um, and it, it's extremely variable in terms of whether or not it'll work in and stuff like that too. And you don't want 
someone else to be able to turn off how you make a living. Right. And so having a mailing list, like, you know, if whatever, if, you know, MailChimp doesn't want to have my, you know, thousands of subscribers on their service, then I'll just move over to one of the many other email service providers. And I own that list of emails and I can take it to whatever service I want to do use to send out those emails. Um, and so it's just, yeah. So along that, along that line of like having that direct point of contact with your readers, having that direct sales channel with your readers where, you know, KDP can't just terminate your account or suspend your account because yeah, someone bought your book off of Amazon and then they put it up on a web on like a pirate website. And now they're now they're blaming you for someone else's actions and then terminating right. your account and putting your livelihood in jeopardy uh, because someone else's actions is really scary. Yeah, um, and it happens more than you think, which is yes. the scarier part. Yeah. You know, when they have that that unilateral control that they can just do what they want, no questions asked. And even if they do make a mistake, there's no apology afterwards. You're lucky. You should be thanking them if they turn your account back on. Like it's, yeah. It's this isn't the way things should run. And, and that's exactly the bottom line. Why authors want that control back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that is one of the one of the big reasons that a lot of authors are starting to sell direct instead of instead of just going with you know enrolling in ku or whatever yeah so i i can see why people are clamoring for the audiobook version because that is the next big thing you know next to e-readers people are listening to audiobooks more than ever and being able to control that distribution channel especially because that's the one that we have the least monetary right. control over yeah yeah, so it's on the to-do list for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. yeah, there's no making it right, getting your reader momentum. And that's the other thing too, the momentum goes too. Just it takes a few yeah. days for your momentum to die if you're not hitting the algorithms. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Well, this has been a good chat. I can't believe how that's... fast that hour went. Holy crap. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I just looked up like, oh, it's after an hour already. <laughs> oh, Evan, this has been an amazing, amazing chat. I'm so glad we yes. got you on here to talk about this. And uh, we will put the links to Story Origin in the show notes below. Uh, this will also be going out to our podcast tonight. So everybody can get the information. Um, thank you guys for being in the, the audience, bringing up your information, asking good questions. Uh, letting us know that you've experienced some of these negative things too. Um, Evan, did you want to share anything else before we go? Um, people can find Story Origin at storyoriginapp.com. And if they have any questions or anything like that, they're always welcome to shoot me an email. Uh, my email address, if you go to storyoriginapp.com and you scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see my face, you'll see my name, you'll see my email address. I'm always super open and transparent. Um, about everything. So anyone's always welcome to reach out to me. My inbox is always open. And, Thank and you. unlike other inboxes, <laughs> his is a real inbox. It's yes. a real person yes. you're talking to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we have got to have you back on again sooner than a few years because that's way yes. too long. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm, I, I've enjoyed it. So I look forward to coming on again. Definitely. Same here. This has been a good conversation. So everyone, we will see you guys next time. Thank you for hanging out with us. 
post some comments below. Let us know who else you want to uh, to bring on to the show. Any questions you might have that we can forward on to Evan later, or like you said, email directly. I will be putting the information in the show notes below after we get offline here. So until then, guys, we'll see you later.